0: To the Six Podcast, bringing you the latest on your favorite Toronto sports teams from south of the Canadian border. Here's your host, Adam Corsair.
1: Well, this is the lesson learned: nothing can come easy if you're a Toronto Raptors fan. Welcome to the South of the Six Podcast. We are part of the Stadium Scene TV Network, and of course, we are part of the Overtime Media crew. The Raptors dropped a heartbreaker last night in Toronto for Game 5 to move the NBA Finals three games to two in the Raptors' favor. And we're going to break it down. Joining me is Connor Chambers of Toronto Sports Views in the TSV Podcast. Connor, first of all, how are you recovering from last night and uh, how are your spirits as a result of this loss?
0: Well, I genuinely believed that the Raptors were going to win. And... I kind of went a little hard last night. <laughs> like I, I was in, I was in Toronto. I wasn't. I, I went by Jurassic Park, but I wasn't in Jurassic Park. Like those guys are the crazies. Like that shit's for the birds. No thanks. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, those people, like, I, they actually, they actually kind of smelled. So like they've been, they've been outside for a while. For a while it was, yeah. it was not. Yeah, for a while you could tell. But hey, I mean, good for them. If they want to do that, that's their cup of tea. Not mine. But I wanted to be around the city, so my buddy has a condo that's nearby. We could actually, um, we we could look out on his balcony, and we could see um, the people that were the excess crowd of Jurassic Park, hmm. like the ones that are in the back on the streets there. And we had to actually close the door. We kept it open because there was eighteen of us in this condo, Jesus. and it was the, the heat was oh yeah, the heat was just body heat was everywhere, and people are obviously even more body heat with the wraps. Right. So um, we tried to keep the door a little bit open, but there was like a three second delay from our TV to their TV, so like or their screens. So every time something happened that was big, you'd hear them scream. (laughs) And we all looked at each other and were like, oh no. Here we go. Right? Like you you knew you knew something was coming. So um Yeah, so we, uh, that's what, that's basically what happened. We were, we were in there, we were feeling good, we had good vibes going in, and it didn't really work out too well, in case you didn't know. It wasn't good.
1: So, my experience was not nearly as crowded as yours, but it was definitely, um, I don't know, it it had me white-knuckling my couch and ready to, uh, pretty much explode at any moment, Mm. um so my wife and i we we had dinner all made and whatnot and she knew the the gravity of the situation this is obviously a championship clinching game um i was very i don't want to say quiet but i was very closed off because like this is not quiet Uh this is very I don't want to say emotional I just suppose it's it's new. This is a new emotion, this is a new experience because we've never been here before so I'm very overwhelmed by the moment and you know last night watching the game seeing Golden State go on this huge run in the beginning and the defensive lapses lapses in the first quarter by the Raptors didn't really boost my hopes but I'm thinking to myself look we're trailing 6 and for every single quarter but the fourth, we were trailing six at the end of it. And I was like, this is within reach. It, it's literally within reach. And it just... I, I, There's a lot of things I want to break down to this game. But if that is not a microcosm of what it's like to be a Toronto sports fan... I don't know what else is because it was quite literally like you had it within your grasp. Your your mind is playing tricks on you. The Raptors are playing tricks on you only to just in front of you take it away and say, oh, nope, you can't have nice things. And it just reminds me of what it's like to be a Toronto sports fan.
0: Well, according to the stats heads and the science that is everything, Stats about basketball. Um, The Raptors had a 93.6% chance of winning the title up six with three minutes left. (laughs) 93.6%.
1: So this is your segue into the timeout.
0: Um, It's, it's kind of interesting because the picture of it is Nick nurse with his hands behind his head as they say this thing. um, Look at, at the time of the timeout, I didn't really know how to feel because I, could, I was trying to put myself in Nick Nurse's shoes to think, okay, before I freak out, why is he calling this timeout? Mm-hmm. A, I understand his logic about saying, well, we had these timeouts and we would lose them if we didn't use them. Um, he Were the Raptors a little bit fatigued? Sure, but so was Golden State. Um, I just think when your team is on a run like that, and Kawhi is finally getting into his element for the first time in what felt like the whole game. Uh, I don't necessarily know that you tamper with that, but hey, look, did Nick Nurse make a mistake? Yeah, sure he did, but he's had a great coaching run uh, so far in these playoffs. And in the finals, he has, he has coach Steve Kerr. Um, he had a mistake. Obviously it was, it was a big one in that moment, but Is that what lost us the game? No. I actually think that the impact of Kevin Durant in the game, even though it was only 12 minutes, is the main reason why we lost the game. But we can talk about that later. Um, I'm not as hot about Nick Nurse as everyone else is. Was it a mistake? Yeah, obviously. But I don't think that is... You could definitively look at that and say that's what lost the game. Like, Steph and Clay were just unconscious and hitting threes that were really good threes. So uh, you tip your cap to them. Uh, you say, Nick Nurse, don't do that again. <laughs> Slap on the wrist. <laughs> and and you move on. And, and you hope that uh, the everything sort of, the it's a law of averages, right? That everything sort of balances itself out again. And if that's the case, then I, the Raptors will win game six. In my humble, in my very humble, unbiased opinion.
1: It's been a long-running theme on this show, criticizing the timing Of a Nick Nurse timeout. This is not lost on me. It's not lost on you. And it's not lost on our listeners. And it's not lost on anybody else. That has popped on the show. Nick Nurse's timing of timeouts. Has been a huge focal point for me. As to whether or not. He's properly using them. Um, Last night watching this game. Kawhi's cooking. right? He's going on a 10-0 run. By himself. To push the Raptors. Over the Golden State Warriors by six points. As soon as it crosses the half court line, I'm seeing Kyle Lowry like put his hands up after a whistle. And I'm thinking to myself, where is this foul? Yeah. <laughs> like there is no Golden State Warrior near him. Where is this foul? Because, you know, as same with you, I don't like to directly br- blame the refs for any uh, downfalls in a game. Do they contribute? Of course. But I never think the ref is the full responsible reason as to why there are lulls or down points in a game. But I'm thinking at this point, I'm like, Jesus Christ, there's literally no one around him. How could this be a foul? And I see him point over to Nick to the Raptors bench, rather, and it's a timeout. And you see Kyle Lowry kind of like put his hands up, and it seems like the, the players themselves were very confused as to the timing of this timeout. I don't necessarily think this is the reason why they lost. There are many other things. You can count the free throws that they missed, right? You can nitpick at all of these little things as to why they lost this game.
0: 25% is the, from three. <laughs>
1: there you go. Yeah, right, right, right. You're open shots. You're not hitting them, especially in the first two quarters. Is Nick Nurse's timeout with three minutes plus left in the game after building momentum and tiring out Golden State the reason they lost? No. But is it a huge factor? I think yes. Not only that, is that when you use this excuse as to, oh, I just wanted to burn them, like there was a post-game interview. Yeah, well, we had two free ones that you lose under the three-minute mark, and uh, we just came across and and just decided to give those guys a rest, and uh, we had had back-to-back ones there that we would have lost under the three-minute mark and just thought we could use the extra energy push. But you have one timeout in the final possession of the game and you don't use it? Like, this completely contradicts that reasoning. This completely contradicts that line of reasoning that you want to utilize your timeout so you don't lose them. What better time than to use it, the the final timeout that you have, in the final possession of the game? You didn't use it, so you lost it. So I don't understand how you can reconcile these things. This is... I I hate to shit on Nick Nurse, especially because you're right. He has out-coached Steve Kerr, but dude, like... The championship was right there. It was right there. And I know whether or not you're calling a timeout and you draw up a play doesn't necessarily mean you're winning the game, sure. But at least you're better prepared. You're not going in blind and you're giving your players a little sense of cool down and say, all right, let's recollect and let's go. Instead, you just let it fly. I'm not sure I agree with that philosophy and I'm not sure that I agree with trusting your veteran players that you have one timeout left. Use it. This is the Overtime Podcast Network.
0: Yeah, I'll play devil's advocate for a second. Sure. Not not saying that I disagree, because I I actually agree with your point. I I think that in that that case, you use your timeout, you set your play, um, try to get option A, Kawhi, um, the best look. If not, you have option B, and you have option C. But... Nick Nurse clearly wanted to catch Golden State off guard on their defense, Uh, and he was. We've seen him do this before in close game situations. He won't call that timeout and he'll let his team figure it out because he trusts in them. Um, That's what I had seen from his philosophy. And look, um, if Draymond didn't tip that ball, who knows what happens with Lowry shot? We don't know because you know what he was open in the corner. And then Draymond just got over there incredibly quickly. And that's a really tough shot for Lowry with Draymond there. If that ball was there maybe a half a second earlier to where Draymond couldn't get it, who knows what we're talking about today. But I completely agree. At that moment, you have to call a timeout because uh, you, you set up your half court, right? Obviously, Golden State's back. They can do what they need to do. But you have to set up your half court there. You you don't in a in a championship game when it's the last possession, you can't just go on the win. Be like, well, okay, I trust my boys to do it. This is this is for the Larry O'Brien Trophy. This is for the Golden Fucking Ball of the NBA. Just call your timeout, please. Don't call your timeout three minutes when your boys are on a run. Call your timeout when there's eight eight ten seconds left on the clock, fifteen seconds left, so you can set up something. See so get guys open, please, Nick. Please figure it out,
1: please. Bringing it back to the three minute timeout. Um, I I watched a lot of ESPN today. Um, so maybe I am wrongfully influenced by some of the talking heads. But Jaylen... Are you watching for
0: sake. <laughs> no,
1: no, no. no. Okay. I, w- I was watching Jalen Rose and he made a good point. He said, you know, when you have a superstar player going on a ten-o run single handedly. And you're looking at him, and he looks a little gassed. And to Nick Nurse's credit, Kawhi did look a little fatigued. I get it. You know what you do to remedy that? You have someone else take it off the top of the key. Yeah. You have someone else set up the play and set up the offense, not Kawhi Leonard. So he he has a couple of seconds to put his hands on his knees and to get a couple of breaths in and recollect. That is what you do. You don't call this random-ass timeout. And... Look, again, you can't pin it just on this. You mentioned the the final possession. You mentioned Lowry in the corner. There is a failure on Marcus All there. For as well as he's been playing, there is a failure on Marcus All for not properly setting that pick against Draymond Green to leave Kyle Lowry open. He left Draymond Green in between him and Kyle Lowry, enabling him to tip that ball. And that is a failure. That's a defensive lapse in judgment right there. Um, There are numerous things that I I notice in this game that made me realize, yes, the Golden State Warriors are depleted, right? And we'll get to Kevin Durant in a little bit. But, you know, Kevon Looney is not himself, and I'd be very surprised if he plays Game 6. And if he does play, uh, I would assume he'd be a little bit limited. He
0: said that he's good to go for Game 6. Jesus
1: Kids that dude
0: that that dude's a legit warrior, man. Good like, for him like massive props for for Looney. The guy's clearly playing with some sort of collarbone like whether it's whether it's fractured or I don't know. If it's broken he can't lift his arm, but Jesus, he's clearly battling something. So big props to Kevon Looney for battling what he's doing. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, for sure. And you you like I said, you see Clay and Curry pretty gassed at that moment because Kawhi's is starting to hand it to them. Um, but the, throughout the entire game, you could see the Raptors are a little bit fatigued. You can see that even though right now, as a result of these two injuries, or even if Looney plays as a result of the major injury that the Golden State Warriors have suffered, um, the Raptors are a little bit deeper. And by a little bit, I actually mean a lot of it. Um, they have a, a lot of uh, able bodies to really mitigate the the minutes that the starters are sitting. And you can have them play comfortably. Right now, it, within the past two games, there hasn't been a bench player. Save for maybe Patrick McCaw, but the l- minutes are so limited that it's kind of like whatever. Um, I don't feel uncomfortable with any bench player playing that has played. Um, and I don't know if the Golden State Warriors and their fans can say the same thing. So... Having said this, I do understand that the Raptors are tired. But as we've been saying, this is the fucking championship. This is game five. You had the opportunity to win it at home. And maybe this is me being a spoiled Raptors fan. Maybe this is me trying to, you know, have my cake and eat it too. But at the same time, dude, what else do you play for? Like, you're you're playing for the opportunity to shut out this dynasty in five fucking games. That is unbelievable heard of i hope they can take this in game six but there were a lot of things that i was seeing during this game that didn't deplete my confidence don't get me wrong i do think they're going to come out swinging game six i think they're coming for blood for game six but these things definitely need to be addressed and definitely need to be adjusted and that's going from the players on the floor to nick nurse you need to make these adjustments
0: well you. you brought up an interesting phrase, and you said it's unheard of for a team to destroy a dynasty like this in five games. And I think that as Raptors fans, that's actually a really good thing to hear. It's it's unheard of in five games. Like if if we came into the series, like both of you, both you and I said Raptors in seven at the oh, top. Yeah. Yep. We said Raptors in seven. If you if if you came to me and you said Connor. I actually think the Raptors are going to win in five games. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, you fucking lost it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, what kind of what kind of Kool-Aid are you sipping? Because, bro, give me some of that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's right. that's the reaction that I would have had. So, yes, was it a disappointing game? Yes. Did we have it there? Yes. But to beat the Warriors in five would have been a very, very difficult task. And you knew that they were going to come out swinging full- Full tilt, And maybe some of those guys are now gassed for Game 6, a.k.a. Curry-esque from Game 3 to Game 4. Maybe they're fatigued. You see it a bit. Um, I think that there was a lot that went wrong for the Raptors in Game 5. There was a lot that went right for the Golden State Warriors, obviously, except for the Kevin Durant injury. There was a lot that went right for them. They played a great game. We didn't, and we lost by a point. We got outshot 25% from three. And we lost by a point. We gave up the most threes in franchise history. Regular season or postseason. We've never given up 23s in the history of the dinos. Ever. We gave it up that game, we lost by a point. There is a lot to be not not necessarily confident about because it's it's just there's there's a lot to say. To look back on and say, okay, as a Raptors fan, all this went right for them, all this went wrong for us, and this game went right down to the wire. If the law of averages work out, the Toronto Raptors are due for a bounce-back game in Game 6.
1: If we're in this mode of playing Devil's Advocate. Yeah, bring it. Allow oh, me go. to, yeah. yeah please, um,
0: I, I, can't, I can't do that and then not, <laughs> I can't, I, you know what I mean? I can't have you not play Devil's Advocate, let's go.
1: Right, right. Um. I don't know that we can call that three-point shooting an anomaly because it's the Golden State Warriors, right? If any team is going to be able to make 23s, it's GSW. And, you know, Kevin Durant was three for three. He was perfect from beyond the arc. He's not going to be playing in game six, so we'll we'll sub him down to maybe 17 or whatever. Um, If Curry and Clay are feeling it and they're feeling the pressure, I don't know that we can say that that was just a really good game for them and we can't expect that kind of performance again. In fact, I would bank that we probably will. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Okay. Um, I actually, on the other hand, I was, I was on YouTube today just watching stuff about the Toronto Raptors and Golden State Warriors, and I happened to stumble upon a first-take clip. That's why I was asking Mm. if you watched first take today, because I, in fact... I saw clips of first take. I I haven't watched the whole... I, I, in fact, watched a couple clips. And a a lot of times, Max Kellerman is so off, it's not even funny. But he had a really interesting point today, and after thinking about it, I, I really agreed with it. He said, when you take a look at the body of work of Steph Curry in the NBA Finals, when his back is up against the wall, and he has the shot to... Bring his team back to win to win the game to save off elimination whatever to have that big shot in the NBA finals he's never done it until right. yesterday, mm-hmm. um, and, and obviously he had his massive performance of uh, what well, forty seven in game three he hit the big shot uh, for them in yesterday's game. It's 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 rare for Curry to have the defining moment to seal the deal in a game. So for me, you, you have to look at Klay Thompson. If you can negate Klay Thompson in the fourth quarter and sort of try to get a hand in Steph Curry, I it's, it's over. It's a wrap because those two are going to fuel your offense. Clay Thompson does not look like he injured his hamstring one bit. No, no, Guys, guys, feeling fantastic. I don't know what kind of drugs they got over in Golden State because Kevin Durant was feeling great too. <laughs> then pop Achilles, smell ya, adios. That's it. And 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 what a, what a terrible way to go out for Kevin Durant. Awful, right? Terrible. And I don't really want to talk about the Raptors fans thing because that's been so blown out up in the U.S. media. Everyone's talking about it, but um. I will I will say, yeah, dude, never cheer for an injured player. I think that fans were and, and again, another Max Kellerman take that I actually agreed with. Fans in the moment were excited yeah. because they now see this as an opportunity now to really win a championship, but then they realized that there was a human on the other end. And they were like, Oh oh shit, this guy could this guy could have really done something bad. Because in the moment you don't know the extent of that injury, you see him go down, and you think, "Oh, okay, well maybe he's just out for a little bit, right?" Um, we don't have the technology that we that we got to see of the slow mo video of mm-hmm. his Achilles literally popping in his in his leg. So now that we understand the extent of it, we obviously look back and we say, "Wow, that's horrible." We wish the best for Kevin Durant, even even if that was Draymond Green, a guy who I can't probably, probably don't like the least in this, or the most in this league, I would still offer my sympathies and saying, get better and hopefully you come back stronger. But um, Raptors fans did respond well by cheering for him, saying KD chance. I know that there are fans in Toronto that are trying to donate to his own charity as a way of saying, we're sorry, which is interesting. I've heard of that and it's, I find that very interesting, but yeah. Um, again, I just, I. it's, there, there's a lot that has to go right for Golden State. And I don't think, I don't think that Clay and Steph together can replicate that performance like they did at the end of game five. I don't think that both of them can do it. One of them, sure. I don't think both of them can do it.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. So, uh, you're right. We're not going to deep dive into the... The yeah. fan reaction of Kevin Durant's injury because I agree with you. Like the only thing I will say about it is I don't even think that fans were cheering. That they had the mindset of, "Yes, uh, hey, we're going to win this championship now." I just think that they were bringing so much heat to him, especially in pregame when he was, you know, warming up and shooting his shots and you know making a, the vast majority of them. Um, anytime he missed one, they were cheering. I think they thought that someone just stole the ball from him. And he fell to the ground and he... Because if you look at his facial expressions, he wasn't like grimacing in pain. He was kind of like stone-faced and almost... I don't want to say laughing, but it didn't look nearly as serious as his face led on. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like it was... Maybe he was frustrated or maybe he was just like embarrassed a little bit, I'll say. Um, But as soon as you saw him mess with his ankle how he knew he knew it was done um
0: yeah like i like i saw i saw the play and once abaka got the ball and i saw durant go down i started cheering but that was because i thought that abaka got a steal from durant and durant lost his balance and fell down right right you see a play go down the other end nice fast break play and you're cheering for that and then the cameras show him really holding his leg and that's when i was like oh hold on yeah this could be this this could this could be the achilles injury that we've all been talking about exactly and that's when that's when people realize yeah that's a human right like that's not that's 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 not just a guy who you're facing and and you're you you know like that's that's a real human there and um that's when people i think the mood changed once they once they saw everyone come to his aid it was
1: oh okay yeah um but what I do want to talk about in terms of Kevin Durant is the impact of losing him because it's, it's ironic that when, you know, the arguably one of, if not the best player in the NBA, when healthy, I only say that because there's a legitimate debate right now between him and Kawhi Leonard when both are, are healthy. I do believe it is Kawhi Leonard that is the best, but there is a debate out there to be had. Um, it's ironic that when he is removed from the situation due to an injury— the my my perception of this is all right. Instant advantage for the Raptors. We're winning this at home. In fact, it was the opposite. Right, it, the, the the Warriors were sort of fueled by this, and it definitely sucked a lot of the energy out of the crowd that they were displaying in the beginning. So it is kind of ironic that the best player on the Golden State Warriors, when healthy, when eliminated, the Warriors actually played a little bit better. And this is not to drive the narrative of they are better without Kevin Durant. I don't believe that at all. It's more that like the situation itself benefited the Golden State Warriors because of the aspect of removing the crowd from the situation.
0: Yeah, I lifted them up, right? And and I think that I think it's almost better now for the Raptors to win... To win this on the road because they've done so well in Oracle, and I think that they use the fuel of the Go- of of the Golden State Warriors fans, the or the 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 energy of the Golden State Warriors fans as fuel right. for that, right? They they take that and they say, yeah, you know what? Well, we we can win at home. We know that, but it'd really be nice to stick it to these guys. And you know that there will be a contingent of like three thousand Raptors fans making it down. Yeah, they'll be 10 they'll be they'll be Jurassic Park West and they'll say what's up and um yeah I, I don't I I think you're completely right in that where you almost felt this un- unseen shift right it was kind of just it happened and you're sitting there going oh well I don't I can't really explain this but it feels like something's changed and wow look at the ball movement they're hitting their shots and Again, not to drive the narrative about the Kevin Durant-Sans-Warriors argument. He The team is better when he's on the court. We saw that for 12 minutes. Right, They're better. They're, they're better. Um, And that team, when fully healthy, would be a serious challenge for the Raptors.
1: We'd lose. Um, I'm we sorry. Would lose. We'd lose. Yeah, we'd yes. lose.
0: Um, It's a blessing for us that he's hurt. But again, the Warriors have gotten most of their titles with key players being hurt. So, it's nice... You watch uh, your uh, mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm saying it right now. <laughs> so, it's... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm... You know what? It's nice to... Obviously, you don't want to wish injury upon everybody. It's just, you know, it's... It's, it's interesting from a basketball perspective to see how they go about this with a depleted roster. So... Um, I don't want to hear the excuses of, oh, we got injuries. Everyone has injuries. Look, OG and hasn't played the entire NBA playoffs. Kawhi Leonard is not 100%. Kyle Lowry's got a thumb thing. Like, all these guys, Fred Van Vliet has got seven stitches in a thing, and he's back. And Obaka was sporting the Kawhi Leonard thing. And, you know, everyone's got their own stuff. It's not an argument. It's, it's, it's not an excuse anymore in the NBA Finals. How do you handle it? Without Kevin Durant, the Raptors are a better team than Golden State.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially with, as we've been saying, a definitely not 100% Kevon Looney yes. either, right? That yeah. That is going... This is not a guy much like, say, a Kyle Lowry, and this is not to pick on Kyle Lowry, but this is a guy that definitely doesn't light up the stat sheet, but he is a valuable body on the floor for the Warriors right now. Like, he does add that size and that presence because... When, when he's not on the floor, the Warriors are running kind of small. And it's really hard to uh, match up against Gasol and Ibaka if both of them are on the floor. There's a distinct disadvantage. Cousins can only do so much. He's definitely not conditioned to to be playing this much of a high-intensity role in the NBA Finals. Not yet. Maybe if he was right all season, he would get there. But as of this day, he's not prepared for this fully in terms of his physicality. Um but I don't know, man. I, I do think that this is advantage Raptors. And this is ripe for the taking. And Kyle Lowry even said it uh, prior to Game 3. He said, I perform better on the road. And I think that there's some legitimacy to that. I think there is this aspect of trying to to win on your uh, opponent's home turf. Um, trying to close the book on this dynasty. And I've said this multiple times. What better way to do it than in the Oracle for the last game there Ever. Yeah. Very poetic. Ever.
0: Very poetic. Yeah. The six in six at the Oracle. Close the chapter on that garbage arena. See you later, warriors. Your dynasty in the arena. I Over.
1: mean, the the arena is trying to kill Leo Rowan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. What's going on with that? I felt horrible for that guy. <laughs> when the light came down. That literally almost killed him. We almost saw a murder On live tv Mm.
1: yeah you heard like the headset fall off and like fumble and it's like i'm I'm just you you see that matt was definitely struggling with keeping up with the the action and his friend next to him almost dying um so i tweeted out i'm like you good bro like something was wrong (laughs) like and then you hear like he he's definitely he was definitely shook but he was like my god people are trying to kill me here um it's it's yeah, that arena's got to go. <laughs> what oh, better way to do Raptors. it than the Raptors yeah. closing it out? Um, but let's let's go there. Look, we're talking about Klay Thompson and Steph Curry being these lights-out, Splash Brothers shooters, and you're probably right in terms of just the averages. They're not going to repeat this performance. Um, Steph, to his credit, has been very good this entire playoff run, right? Especially when he had to be on the floor without both Clay and KD, he was amazing. And even though they lost that game, you got to give him credit. Um I don't want to put anything past them, right? Winning 3 games in a row at the Oracle, that's a tough ask, right? And I don't want my, you know, I don't want to approach this game overly confident. I don't want to walk into this and thinking, definitely the Raptors get this. But fuck, man. I am just, and and this is going to get like, I, I don't know. This is just me bleeding from the heart right here. I am fucking done with this narrative of choking in the playoffs. I am fucking done with just getting, oh, so far and not getting it. We need this. Fucking get it. Just get this championship and close it out because the last thing I want, I know we both said Raptors in seven, but the last thing I want is for the Raptors to play this Golden State team in a game seven situation. I don't know that I'm going to be able to handle that, especially on Father's Day. I don't know if i oh, be able to
0: yeah. that. Oh, yeah, especially on Father's Day. I'll probably have a coronary if they go to game seven. Like, yeah. It'll be done for me. Um, Yeah, you know what? I it's going to be very tough to win three in Oracle, but if there's any team that's built to do it, it's the Toronto Raptors. Um, I tweeted out, uh, and if you don't follow me, uh, at TO underscore sports on Twitter, go take a look. Uh, I tweeted out, uh, <laughs> after their game, uh, for victory that while we can praise all the players, obviously they all deserve their due. Um, you know the Kawhi Leonard's and the Kyle Lowry's and the guys, the Serge Ibaka's of the world, who, who were stepping up. Masai Ujiri made a lot of unpopular moves oh, this yeah. year, right? He fired the coach of the year, in Dwayne Casey. He got rid of arguably the m- most beloved player in Raptors history for a year rental. Of a player who a lot of fans here were not familiar with because they don't watch West Coast games. Uh, Danny Green was viewed as most to be a throw-in. Uh, Marc Gasol was a, a bit of back and forth between fans. They thought that JV could have done better, and especially in the first like two weeks when JV seemed to have been averaging 80 points a game for Memphis. He was getting a lot of hate for his trade from Mark Gasol. But Masai Ujiri had one goal in mind. And it wasn't to beat the 76ers. It wasn't to beat the Milwaukee Bucks. He built this team to beat the Golden State Warriors. And it's clearly evident. It's clearly evident that this group assembled of players top to bottom, point guard to center, bench depth, is positioned to beat the Warriors. They are positioned to match up against the Warriors the best. We take a look at all the matchups that they've had. The Magic, the 76ers, the Bucks, and the Warriors. And you say from a defensive matchup perspective, matchup-wise, you could almost argue that Golden State is one of, if not the best matchup for Toronto. Obviously, skill-wise, is the Golden State Warriors are a lot more skilled than, than most of those teams that we face. But matchup-wise the Toronto Raptors match up incredibly well against Golden State compared to the 76ers of the Bucs or even Orlando just because of their length and stuff. So when you take a look at all that, it's it's now no secret. Now that you've seen it for five games, it's pretty evident what Masai Ujiri was doing with all those moves. And while people give him credit, he doesn't get enough because that dude got shit on. And everyone was like, what are you saying, bro? Like, Dwayne Casey going to be coach of the year. We got all the 59 wins, and Demar's is going to get us there. He, he's, he believes in us. He's the only one that did. Look at where we are, right? Demar was the sacrificial lamb. And I thank, <laughs> I thank Demar. I thank Demar. I thank Dwayne Casey because without them, we wouldn't be here. But we got here without them because we had to, because Because we had to. The moves that were made, we had to do them. So Masai, I I want a statue built of pure gold outside of Scotiabank Arena for Masai Ujiri. When the Raptors win the NBA title, he will have a statue built outside of Scotiabank Arena or maybe perhaps outside the practice facility. they should be outside of Scotiabank, but we'll see. Either way, Masai Ujiri deserves all the credit in the world for making a lot of moves that were chastised heavily by fans and media like and now look where they are, Masai Ujiri. Big props for you, man.
1: This is the Overtime Podcast Network. It's brass balls, man. Yes. That's what it takes yes. to do what he did. Um, I remember during uh, the trade deadline that day, my heart sank when I found out that the Milwaukee Bucks got Miritich. I'm thinking to myself. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) You know, like, I'm thinking to myself, we needed this three-point shooter. And to, you know, rub salt in the wound, you hear reports or read reports, what have you, saying that the Raptors were very close until Milwaukee swooped in. And at that point, you almost, and I think this is why people were down on Mark Saw is because of, if they did see that same report, they might have then, as a result, viewed Marc Gasol, the acquisition as sort of a contingency plan, right? Sort of a plan being not good enough or not as good as the initial uh, chase piece that Masai was going after. Um, but you got to credit the balls, man. You got to credit how he didn't care about keeping a unit together and he didn't care about feelings. Um, if you go back in the archives of the show and you go to the round table after the Raptors got swept by the Cavs, the um, overwhelming feeling was that Dwayne Casey needed to go, that you can't, and if not Dwayne Casey, something had to be done because you can't trot out the same team and expect something different, no matter who is still in the East or no matter who leaves, doesn't matter, that team couldn't have gotten it done, and it takes a legitimate—I don't want to say warrior because then it's cliché. Because we're playing it, but it takes a, a a very mindful person to recognize that and not let emotion get in the way of what needs to be done. And this is the culmination of everything, right? You look at the day DeMar DeRozan got traded. I, there are moments in Raptors lore. That you will look back on and say, I'll never forget where I was when X happened, right? And I'll never forget being up at 3, 4 in the morning because my daughter was like a couple weeks old. And I'm up like rocking her to sleep and my phone's going off as it never does at 3 (laughs) a.m. DeMar DeRozan's getting traded and I stayed awake through the whole thing. And it's just like you have these mix of feelings of what's happening, but then you realize you get Kawhi Leonard, you get these reports that he's not gonna report, you get all that he has no interest in playing in Toronto, yada yada yada. And all of that just builds and builds and builds to this. It is so unfitting if we don't win an NBA championship. That's not to say that this season's a failure, not at all. But it's just unfitting because we're right there. We're Connor, one point away. We were one Well, one basket. We were two points away from winning that game. Two. Just two points. 93.6%. Yeah. And, you know, maybe my frustration about this is because I can't be there. I should be in fucking Toronto right now.
0: Yeah, I actually, I feel the worst for you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we lost, and I literally thought to myself, I don't know if Adam's going to be able to come up. Because I remember our conversations about you saying, I'll have to see. I'm going to try, but probably not if they don't win in five.
1: Uh. I had it lined up, man. Like, I remember in the beginning talking to my boss, and I was like, well, as soon as the playoffs start, I'm like, there's a good chance that this won't happen. Because remember, Kevin Durant was healthy at this time. Right. I was like, there's a good chance this won't happen. But if the Raptors do win a championship, I'm sorry. I got to just bounce because I may never see this again. I have to go. And my boss, credit to him, cool as he is, he's like, I totally understand. You should see your team because, like, this is this is not something that you're just calling out of on a whim. You're giving me a Adam's boss,
0: if you're listening to this, you're a beauty. <laughs> you're a big beauty.
1: Yeah. And uh, it, I come into work Monday. I'm like, so, uh,
0: about that.
1: <laughs> they might win tonight and I might be gone tomorrow. All right. Well, how long are you going to be gone for? Ha, <laughs> Looks like the rest of the week. He's <laughs> like, "Yeah, go see your team, man. Do what you got to do." And uh, now it can't happen, as we mentioned. Like, if they win Game Six, I'm sorry, man. I like, Well, I'm not sorry to just you. I'm sorry to Toronto or anybody else who wanted to to see and be disappointed in my presence there. But like my oh, no. uh, my daughter's first birthday is this weekend, and I assume if they win Thursday, the parade's going to be either Saturday or Sunday. I can't. I can't go. It would probably I can't, be like,
0: Saturday. Like I, yeah. I'm thinking that they're going to do it the two days out or oh, maybe oh, maybe, yeah. maybe if they come back from oakland like if they went in oakland it might be on father's day i just i just don't think that they would put it on father's day
1: Nah, i i don't think so either like saturday is her birthday party that we're inviting uh, everybody to and so sunday bring
0: it to toronto <laughs> i
1: wish to <dude. laughs> i wish sunday is her actual birthday so either day i can't miss so if they win in six i'll be ecstatic don't get me wrong i'll be probably crying like worse than her when she just, you know, wakes up or whatever, but like, yeah. it it is so disappointing and so uh, deflating that there's a good chance I'm not going to be able to go up there. Maybe that's why I have such sour grapes over that timeout.
0: Yeah, maybe it's, prob- it's probably fuels it a little bit subconsciously.
1: Yeah. But all right. Well, having said that, let's talk about Game Six. Uh, prediction time. I pretty much gave it away. I'm done. I'm, I'm done with being disappointed. I'm done with this narrative of choking Raptors in the playoffs. I am done. They're taking this. They're fucking taking it. It's right there. Take it. Raptors takes game six. Fuck it. They're winning it in the Oracle.
0: I think that, well, obviously, I've given it away, too. I think the Raptors win game six, and I think that they win by double digits. <laughs> I think they say, fuck you. Golden State, fuck you, Curry and Thompson and your whole lying medical staff and everybody that's associated with the Warriors and the minority owner, whatever his name is, you prick, Mark Stevens. It's done for you. Yeah, worst, worst guy in the world. Um, all of all of them are toast. I think it's fitting that Toronto would win at in Golden State at the Oracle in six. There's a lot that's just, there's a lot of sixes in the last game. The six is the number. It's going to work in Toronto's favor. They embody it. It's who they are. They use it. Um, I think that the mentality of this group has always been you never get too high and you never get too low. And we've seen it in in the games where they've been up three. They're up three one in the series. And it's that Kawhi mentality of like they look like they just walked out of a funeral home. And they're like, we're focused. Like we're we we know what we need to do, and we're not going to celebrate until we get that. But then, but then the reverse happens with the loss. Where it's like, okay, that's fine. We regroup. We go back to to Oakland, and we take this thing. Give me the Raptors double digit win, Game Six. You heard it here first. That's that's the analysis. Uh, and you don't really need to watch Game Six anymore. You can probably start <laughs> celebrating before the game starts because I told you double digits, and when it is double digit win, I'll let you know on Twitter that I said so. Just saying, hot take, hot take of the hot take of the year.
1: Yeah, I I, I hope they wear black. Let them have that mental uh, mind fuck. That might have been redundant, but <laughs> let them have the mind fuck <laughs> to uh, to Golden State like any advantage um, they can get. Suck that crowd right out of it right from the beginning. Um, I do get the suspicion that, you know, much as letting credence to what you said, that they have been uh, approaching this finals run as, you know, even keeled, not getting too high, not getting too low. There's something that tells me that the hype may have gotten to them just a little bit. And they approach Game Five. I don't want to say without the the tenacity that we're used to, but maybe just slightly more relaxed than they've usually been. Um, I don't, I understand like the, the moment is high that the country was ready to explode, and this dude down here in, in America was ready to go at it too. Um, Love it. Yeah, I, I um, I just get the sneaking suspicion. Maybe not the majority of players, but at least some. Might have just been a little too high in the moment. The jitters might have gotten the best of them. I think they come focused. I think they come ready. I think, you know, the Kawhi Leonard uh, snippet or the report that Nick Nurse said, Oh, our goal was to win one in Golden State when they went on the road trip. And Kawhi said, Fuck that. Let's take both. Um, I think that's the mindset that they're coming out with in game six. Fuck it. Let's win it. Let's close down the Oracle. Let's yep. have the final thing that the oracle here hears, rather, is "Let's go Raptors!" Amazing.
0: <sighs> that's actually that's actually almost more satisfying to yeah. me as an MBA fan to see that happen than than even win at home. Like yeah. I, either way, I think that I'm obviously the yeah, Raptors win a tight hole. So I'm not going to complain one way or another. But you know, sometimes when your team doesn't win at home, you're like, ah, oh, it sucks. Like, for instance, if it was, let, let's say we were playing, like, hypothetically, if they were good, like, the Phoenix Suns or something, and you're like, okay, well, this team doesn't really have much of a history, like, too much, recently, anyways, of of winning NBA titles, so it's kind of right. like, ah, uh, whatever, like, this team has dominated the NBA, it's been in the last five NBA finals, to put that nail in the coffin, and to almost essentially end this dynasty there as the toronto raptors i would actually even probably be more proud of that oh yeah than then to have it be at home because then that's game seven you You're like well we've given up two and then we went at home i'd be more proud of the raptors if they took it in six and ended the thing in in oakland
1: yeah it's a statement you know and that is uh something that will be in the in the history books of the nba and you know you have all these naysayers out there that say put an asterisk on this. Whatever, dude. Like Suck you know it. Yeah. Pretty Lover to death. <laughs> my best friend. But like my wife is like, so you know, if Kevin Durant loses, doesn't this deflate? I don't care. I want a championship. No. I do not care. Yep. I do not care who does not play. I do not care what other people say. I do not care if the American media does not legitimize this. I don't care. I want to know what it feels like. I live in a fucking region that everybody and their mother knows what it feels like to win multiple championships. <laughs> yes. I want to know. I want to be that person. I want to know what it feels like. And God damn it, we're doing it. We're doing it Thursday. Fuck it. Yes. Raptors in six. Raptors in it.
0: six. Raptors in That's six, it. baby. All day, every day. No asterisk. I'm no asterisk. You know Fuck what? Then, then Golden State should have one for 2015. Do they? No, they say they not. say Steph Curry is a three-time champion. He should realistically be a two-time champion. Then that's the case. <laughs> but no, he's a three-time champion. And that's the way it is. So when the Raptors are NBA champions, they will be 2019 NBA champions, and Kawhi Leonard will be two-time Finals MVP to stop Done. two dynasties. Killer. Done.
1: All right, can't top that, so let's, let's put
0: a bow on it right <laughs> okay, there. Yeah, I kind of went off early.
1: Uh, no, okay. dude, it's, I, I get it. I get it. Trust me, up. I get it. I get it. We're winning this. Yeah. Um. So you know the deal. Uh, You mentioned your Twitter before. I don't know why people wouldn't be father- following you, but let's just get that happening. Promote your Twitter, podcast, everything you got going on, bro. Floor is yours.
0: Yeah, I just reached 1,000 followers on Twitter. I noticed. I just, I just saw it. Like, I, I think you noticed before I did. I literally looked at my Twitter and I was like, "Oh shit, I got a thousand. So kind of cool. I didn't want to tweet out because I didn't want like five people to unfollow me and be down to like nine ninety five. <laughs> so I got, I got, I got to wait for a buffer zone first before I send that out. But uh, yeah, it, if if you're hearing this and you don't follow me on Twitter, give me a shout. Type in the handle at T O underscore sports views. Uh, you can check out my podcast, uh, the TSV podcast. Uh, we're going to be doing one when when the NBA Finals is over, regardless of the result. Uh, we'll we'll fire up one on there. Uh, I know Adam. We're due for a roundtable podcast soon. No, let's do it. yes yeah. yeah. We are due for a roundtable podcast. So for those that know of the roundtable, it's uh, on on this platform on the South of the Six podcast. It is. Obviously, of course, your host Adam Corsair, myself, uh, DeMar Grant, and Jordan of 416 Basketball. Four of us always usually get some spicy stuff going on here. Uh, puts, puts spicy pee to shame with the spiciness that we provide. So um, stay tuned for that because that's probably coming up soon. And I can't wait to have a couple discussions with some of these boys. It'll be, it'll be interesting. It'll be good. I'm excited. So yeah, follow me on there and uh, the site TorontoSportsViews.com before I forget that. Uh, if you're looking to uh, just write casually about Raptors, Blue Jays, Maple Leafs, anything trauma Sports, give me a shout. Follow me on Twitter. Send me a DM. And uh, take a look. No pressure of, uh, of amount of articles needed or word count or anything like that. We're just looking for people that want to have fun and, and write for the site. So I got a couple in the in the queue. One's already ready to go. Is already posted an article. Derek, he's great. So go take a look at some of the stuff that we're offering there. It's kind of cool.
1: Highly encourage everyone to uh, visit the description of the show where the links for all of Connor's work and the podcast and the Twitter everything is there. Make it easy for you guys; it's right there, just a tap away. Um, yeah, I, we definitely got to get the roundtable going. We'll do that when the Raptors win when. the championship. Not yeah, a- it, another thing to to throw salt in the wound here that's that was the goal if and when or rather when I was supposed to come up is that I was supposed to t- try to organize this in-person roundtable thing so it would you know it just would have been so sweet um, that would have but been
0: perfect.
1: if um, if and when the Raptors win this in game six on Thursday um, I'm not gonna be able to go as already discussed so the new plan is is I would like to get something going I know it's a couple months away but before the start of the 2019 2020 season I'm gonna try to ship my ass up there for the to preview the preview the season with everybody always always going.
0: welcome yeah. there's a yeah. very nice spot here at casa chambers if you'd like to <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if if you like to stay in bunk for a day we can we can have some Step Brothers ask bunk stuff going on so <laughs> if you're if you're down i'm down so let me let me know
1: <laughs> totally. It, it, I have to shout out to everybody that did offer me a place to lay my head. Yeah, there was uh, a lot
0: of people on Twitter that a, a
1: lot of people. Hey,
0: kudos yeah. to everyone, man. Big ops. This, 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 I'm so proud of this community. So proud. Yeah, of-
1: man. Awesome, awesome. And you know, I, it didn't go unnoticed. I appreciate it. And hopefully, um you know, in the start of the the new season coming up, I don't want to fast forward too much. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But for the next season, uh I'll try to make arrangements to get up there. But All right, so that's going to do it. Uh, Thank you so much for hopping on, dude. Let's win a goddamn championship, and uh, go Raptors. Raptors in six. Let's
0: do it. Raptors in six. Let's fucking do it.